The Askell Business Brunch. Hello and welcome to the Business Brunch podcast. My name is Hayley Dunn and I'm Askell's Business Leadership Specialist. And I'm Louise Hatswell, Askell's Conditions of Employment Specialist on pay. And I'm Julia Harnden, Askell's Funding Specialist. Super, great to be here with you both today. And uh, for those of you that ha- listened to our first edition, we hope you enjoyed that and we thought we'd come back for a second edition. And this time we're going to be talking about the importance of professional development, CPD, and also give you a bit of a taster of what we've got coming up in annual conference, which uh, starts on the uh, 12th of March, which is very, very exciting. So just to sort of talk a little bit about CPD and professional development and, and how important it is, And uh, I went to a really interesting event recently that was talking about from a sort of CFO point of view about the sort of skill set that you should have and how you can develop. And it was talking about this approach around the three E's, which was around education. So how you build your technical skills, experience, how you utilise your past experience and then your exposure, which is what you're doing now. And I think it's that exposure part that, that you can really start to tailor and you can really foster your own pathway and and there's a great um, analogy that uh, if anybody's listened to the amazing if podcast it's a really fantastic one all about career development and they talk about focusing on direction rather than destination and building up those skills and I think for me if if sort of focusing on area particularly thinking about business leadership at the moment there's two areas that I'd really focus on and I think number one I think it's really important to get board experience particularly if you want to work at the most senior level And also that if you haven't got the opportunity to build those skills, that actually projects are a fantastic way to broaden knowledge and skills across a number of areas. So really worth thinking about those as two sort of key areas for building your exposure, but also just how vital it is to to look out beyond your own organisation and to be an outward looking leader and to develop your skills and your network through through going to, to professional events. So... I'd love to hear from, from you, Julia, and you, Louise, about what, you, what sort of professional development means to you and how valuable it's been to both of you. Thanks, Hayley. I would certainly agree with you that board experience is absolutely um, essential. Um, and, and for me, um, when I was in school, certainly, it was about making sure that I accessed professional development, actually, and didn't feel restricted by the fact that I was, uh, you know, the... the the um the 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 person the the business leader i was the person in school that was managing money and and lots of business leaders talk about this don't they that that you're the one that sits there and looks at budgets um and so therefore you're often the one that that doesn't um doesn't get out to to those uh, professional developments so i think one of the things that we introduced um was that um, CPD became a requirement as part of our performance management and then it was ex- it felt externally monitored and in that respect you were able to have really healthy discussions with um, with colleagues that weren't business leaders and as a result of that I was able to take um, take advantage of uh, attending conferences that were necessarily outside my of my comfort zone and I found that hugely valuable because I was able to bring that back then um, into my discussion and that gave me some sort of credibility I think amongst amongst colleagues um, that I may not have had before because I'd got a different view but I was able to apply um, the, the sort of the financial perspective to it um, so yeah broad scope absolutely essential 
Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think uh, just going back to your point, Hayley, um, one of the uh, about the board uh, experience, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, one of the things I did uh, in my previous role was I applied for uh, to be a trustee for what which was NASBAM at the time, and then we, I was on the uh, board while the, the transition to the Institute of School Business Leadership took place, and that was really, really um, a, a fantastic professional development opportunity. And I think what that did for me that unlocked national perspective which had probably not really taken much notice of up until that point and I think you know um kind of linked to what Julia said I think one of the things that the mistakes I made was I was so busy and I'm sure all school business leaders are completely relate to this so busy that justifying time out of school that meant leaving some work to build up and and you know not getting on with things and then quite often coming back and finding a, a pile of work that things, not only your work, you didn't get done, you know, things that hadn't happened, people were coming and asking you queries. And it just always felt like a mountain to climb. So I was probably a little bit reluctant to go out on things, uh, out of school on things, and, and became quite insular probably. And so always been interested in what's going on, you know, doing research of anything that I needed to know to do with my job, but probably made that a bit more of a, a hard work than it needed to be. So I think by go, becoming a trustee uh, ISBL kind of gave me that uh, eye opener for what was happening on a national level and starting to go to some, you know, like national conferences and seeing, you know, the, the huge amounts of people there. Uh, and actually realising that from a one-day event, you could go to workshops that were specific to some topics that you needed some professional development on. You could get all your updates on things that were relevant to your role, any changes to the Academy's financial handbooks, anything like that. Um, but then those really, really crucial networking uh, opportunities with colleagues, you know, and peers that actually you couldn't do with, uh, you know, in, in on you could do it on a much wider scale than in your locality. Uh, and I found that really, really important and really valuable. And I think one of the other things that uh, can be um, a bit of a, a mistake that some business leaders can make, and I, you know, I've been guilty of it myself in the past, is to just focus on the areas that are related to your job. And I think one of the really key things of being a, a you know, an effective school business leader and being a, a full member of the senior leadership team is you've got to look at those whole school strategies. And, and look at, you know, there are lots of things going on, you know, like we look at ICFP now, how crucial and, and pivotal that is to everything to do with schools. But actually, probably a lot of that started off as being the timetabling element, you know, so you've got to kind of look at how the everything impacts on each other. And I think, you know, a really good example of this, a business leaders conference a couple of years ago, and we had Sean Harford there. Uh, from Ofsted giving an update on the new framework and I just think things like that are so crucial that you know if Ofsted come in business leaders play such a key role in that inspection process you know so you've got to you've got to kind of look slightly outside your role and I think that's that's something that I found really really beneficial. Yeah I'd completely agree with that and that understanding of, of Ofsted is essential because being responsible for things like safer recruitment practices, that those are key areas now that Ofsted will, will look at through the framework, through leadership ma- leadership and management. So it's absolutely essential that you're up to date on uh, what's happening as a whole, but also what's really pertinent to your area as well. So just thinking about your experiences and uh, thinking about those people now who are business leaders, who are um, either encouraging people to come into the profession or are mentoring people themselves who are aspiring business leaders. 
what do you think that um a sort of about transferable skills how can how can business leaders assess what transferable skills that they've got and what should they be talking to to people who are interested in coming to the profession about i think that's a really interesting um idea Haley. um and i think firstly i think as a profession we have to have confidence in our skill set um and sort of you know celebrate how far this profession has come in in recent years and a lot of that has been through access to professional uh, development and as part of that we will have uh, met colleagues that have uh, come into business leadership from a from a range of different uh, roles and professions um, but there will be common ground, won't there? And I think the confidence to assess uh, your skills around leadership, communication, um, use of IT. Um, I think things as well, I, I don't know, with some of the sessions we've done for the Leading On series, things like risk, do you think that's a sort of important area, leading on risk management? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, absolutely, Haley. And, and there, I know from looking at, at um, we, we'll talk a little bit more about conference later, but there are some really uh, useful sessions that are going to be running that are building on this idea more broadly of how education can take, um, and, and, and running of uh, schools and trusts, how, how we can take um, uh, and learn from other sectors um, and other organisations that are going through similar periods of change, but their core business, if you like, isn't education. But there's so much common ground. So I think all of that is, is really important, but it, it's the confidence to assess what your transferable skills are or those of a colleague that might be applying for a role in business leadership or thinking yeah, about it. I would agree. I, I've actually got a, quite a, a specific example as well. Um, when I was doing my uh, diploma in school business management, my son was at university and he was doing a degree in sport business management. And we were actually, because uh, I know some of the content for the DSBM was degree level and we were actually doing some of our modules alongside each other and it was really interesting to see you know stakeholder engagement and uh, things you know financial planning and all that side of it they were so similar the content was so similar and uh, he did his degree you know and so went on to um he didn't end up following a career in sport because things change as they, as they leave university but he's now um got in quite a senior role in local authority housing and it's really interesting because he's responsible for some huge budgets and they have the exactly the same things to do with revenue budget and capital and local authority you know best value and things so a lot of the things that we learned together on you know while we were studying in our courses together actually it, when he's progressed some of the information that he's needed to help him in that he got from that but some that he then came to me because I'd got the education background at that I was financial director at that point uh but it's really interesting to see that actually although they're quite different jobs the skills that are in there and and even within when you're working within local government or local authorities actually the knowledge and the way that things have to be done you know with public money money and the best value and things like that it all has to be done in the same way so actually there are there's a huge range of uh, roles out there that have got almost identical skills and are carrying out almost identical processes that probably just people don't realize that's such a fantastic example, Louise. And yeah, I completely agree. I think when you start to think about it and we think about as, as practitioners ourselves and those that are in the business leadership profession, one of the one of the things I, I think that's really important that we should be doing is encouraging people into the profession and being uh, mentors and sponsors and supporting them through. 
And there was a stat that I heard the other day from the uh, Accountancy Chartered Institute for England and Wales, where they said for finance professionals, uh, 80% of um, the, the training and development is transferable. There's actually only 20% of what you learn is technical skill. And if you think about that in um, in the fr- in the frame through the lens of, of what a CFO would be doing now within a multi-academy trust, and you look at the skill set that they need, so things like financial strategy and business acumen, leadership, um, you've already mentioned about technology and data, how important that is, risk and control, stakeholder management, consulting and the supply chain. Those are skills that you could see in a whole range of jobs and that you could develop into the specific context of working in a school. Because we know one of the one of the biggest barriers to overcome is, is you might have the sort of the skill and the technical knowledge, but it's transferring that into an educational context. And I think those of us that have worked within the professional or are working within the profession can really help those people who are aspiring to either work their way up or to transfer into the profession by telling the, the story of what we do and how we do it to really improve the, the succession planning for the future and to, to improve how the... Um, how the profession is viewed and how education is viewed, because I think there's 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 so much that we can share. So let's move on now to have a little bit of a chat about annual conference. It's very exciting. I have to say, uh, when I first went to the Ascot Annual Conference, it's just amazing how humongous it is. If anybody has been, and hopefully lots of you have on who are listening, that it's it's an amazing event that we normally host at a large venue like the ICC. Uh, and I have to say, our PD and marketing team have done a fantastic job of transferring it into a virtual uh, event, which is spread over two weeks. We've got something like almost 80 sessions happening. And there's some absolutely brilliant sessions planned that, that are very relevant to, to business leaders, starting with um, our ASCO president, Rich, Richard Sheriff, who will be starting with the introductions. We've got uh, Gavin Williamson, Secret- Secretary of State for Education. Uh, Jeff will be doing something, I'm sure. Um, our business leaders, we know you absolutely always love to hear from Jeff. We've got uh, Lord Billamoria CBE, who's the president of the CBI. We've got some fantastic workshops. Uh, Jeff's doing a session about Secretary of State for the day. We've got a visitor and pupil management workshop. And then we end the conference with a keynote from June Sarpong. So we'd love to hear about what you've got planned for conference, ladies, and sort of what you're looking forward to. Thanks, Haley. You're right. I mean, the, the number of um, events that, that are... Um open to us over the next sort of couple of weeks are, are immense aren't they so um i think i when i've been looking at the program i am really looking forward uh to uh, listening to june sarpong's keynote um i think she is um a an amazing does an amazing job as a diversity champion she's an ambassador for the prince's trust um and that's a charity uh, for which I, I hold in very high regard. I've seen it firsthand, the effectiveness um, uh, of that charity. Um, and I'm, also, she used to be on T4 back in the day. With Completely Vernon remember K, that. I think it was. And I, I mean, if ever there was a success story, of, you know, you watch someone um, come come up through through the ranks, um, she's it. So I'm really looking forward to listening to her. But I mean, I... I, I could I could go on. I, I I've got a great long list of things that that I want to register. Many of which you mentioned, um, but I think bearing in mind what we've talked about about sort of spreading your wings a little bit as a uh, as a business leader, accessing look look outside uh, your normal comfort zone for um, opportunities 
across the conference and, and go to some, some things that you might not necessarily have done ordinarily because you will you'll learn from it and you'll be so glad you did I'm sure yeah I think that's really good advice and I think the um the online uh, version of the conference this year gives a little bit more opportunity for delegates to do that you can catch up with something that may be on at the same time as something that you would have gone to see uh, normally so uh, I think the event I'm looking forward to most is the breakfast with Barton when uh, Jess going to ask some of the guests what they would do if they were secretary of state for the day I think that's going to be fascinating I think there are going to be a uh, views from a CEO trust CEO a head teacher and a school business leader and I'm really interested in seeing what their views are and how they're different um, you know and where the priorities lie and just see it from those different perspectives I think that's one thing I always found um, in the roles I've been in probably that I've been very fortunate is that that different view that different perspective that a school business leader brings because you're generally not from a teaching background actually it's it's the views of everybody that uh sort of knit together that make that really good uh whole strategy don't they and i'm really interested to see where the differences are and you know and, and people bringing their own experiences and seeing what the outcomes of those uh, conversations are so i'm quite intrigued by that yeah i completely agree louise and i love it when we get business leaders who come along and either put themselves forward or people that we approach that then uh, come and speak at our conference because we also know that our other leaders who are, who are part of ASCO absolutely love hearing from business leaders because they like to hear that different viewpoint they want to hear what they've got to say i think for me um the 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 theme of the conference really resonated with me at the moment with everything that we've all been through over the last 12 months and adjusting uh, people will probably know that that our normal working lives mean we're dashing around the country on trains most of the week, uh, attending either Department for Education meetings or uh, with other stakeholder groups and going to sort of other events and either speaking at them or being part of those events. Um, and just how important well-being is and, and trying to find a new way of doing well-being um, for, for the new lives that we're living. And as we adjust and hopefully soon start to, to come out of the, the pandemic and we just I think we're all going to be living our lives a little bit differently. I don't think any of us want to completely go back to the lives that we had before. I think there's lots that we really appreciate and lots that we want to take forward into, into the lives that we're going to live going forward. And there's a workshop called Unwinding After Work, Developing Your Off Switch. And the speaker for that session is Professor Mark Cropley. And Mark is a chartered psychologist and professor of health of psychology at the University of Surrey. And you may recognise the name because he's the author of the book, The Off Switch. And during his session, he's going to explore sort of four key areas. And he's got some questions that he's posing, which is, do people ruminate about work? Is rumination associated with health? How do we assess work-related rumination? And how do we stop ruminating about work? And those completely resonate with me, my time in school, my time now at Askell, that it can be really tricky to to turn off because you might finish work and then you go and put the six o'clock news on and, and you're hearing about all the things that are that are troubling in the world. And it makes it really, really hard to, to switch off. So as part of his uh, session, Mark's going to be sharing some techniques to help us unwind and switch off. Um, and he calls it the off switch triangle. So for me, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm really looking for some great advice about how to switch off um, and how actually if I learn to switch off better actually all that's going to do is to help me do my work better and, and to help and develop what I do so I think that's really important 
is there anything else that that you like would like to chip in with um i i think just probably picking up on on the points that you've been making there Haley, about this moving forward you know we are we are coming out of the pandemic and and one of the things that we will be talking already started really talking to members about a lot over the next few months particularly those in in the business leadership space is about you know a strategic review of where your school is where you know what what your strategic uh, direction is and has been and the impact of the past 12 months on that and i I, you know, I, I had a view on that and I, I was talking to members about thinking about, you know, this is, um, I think I use it, this is like a rock in the ocean that you have been steering round um, and it's about understanding how far uh, the pandemic has knocked you off that, uh, off that course, if you like. And then I, um, I listened uh, into an event about um, leadership at scale that um, Rob Robson um, hosted um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and I, I changed my view of it, actually, from listening to some of the absolutely inspiring uh, leaders that, that were um, talking to us in, in this um, event. And really, so what, it, what it's about is understanding yeah, where, where our strategic uh, end point is. We always say start with the end in view. But it's also about embracing some of the things that we've learnt about ourselves and our organisations over the past 12 months and utilising those. So it's not about going back to where we were. It's about embracing some of the, the, the positive things that have come out of this. And there will be some. Um, and, and using that um, to... So our journey will take a different route. I think that's the way, the way that I think about it. So, I, yeah, trying to, to be much more positive about that. I think one of the things that I'd really like to see, um, I think we talk about COVID keeps a lot, don't we? And I think, you know, there's there's issues around flexible working that I think are really positive and everybody's now seen that there, you know, what possibilities there are around that. But I think what it has given is given everybody the opportunity to take part in CPD in a different way. And I think that's really, really vital. That I'm sure we, we need to go back to some of the face-to-face things. You've got to have that physical in the room being able to pop talk to somebody but I think what he's shown us is that actually now we've got the virtual networking uh, availability that we have there's nothing to stop people uh, networking on a national level and it's nothing to stop people tapping into CPD that they can access at their own pace and time you know they can do a little bit of a, a webinar go back to it listen to it you know you can make notes you can refer back to it later um and i think that's something that we really need to do i think i mean we've we've seen at askel the numbers that was have been to our team askel webinars have been absolutely astronomical so i think it's given really good access to people uh, to cpd that's been really relevant and really um you're able to deliver that at, at speed uh, when it needs to be i mean the, the changing pace of the guidance that has come out through the pandemic but we you know because you've been able to do it you could not respond to that in a physical uh, event because it just would take too much planning but actually it gives us that opportunity there's something really really crucial that you need to address there's actually a mechanism now to do that so i think i'd really like to see that kept alongside you know i suppose we keep saying blended approaches to everything but i would really like to see that that it does give that access to uh, cpd that wasn't there beforehand and i think we need to keep hold of that as well as the stuff that we did before so annual conference is a really good starting point for that isn't it we've got a yeah. vast range of, of opportunities there to to yeah. uh, to go and, and benefit from 
And then next year, if it's back, you know, as a physical event, I think that's one of those, that was one of the eye-opening events for me because, you know, you're in a room with probably 1,200 other senior leaders and it's it's just amazing. It's just overwhelming, really, to be there and the access to some of the level of speakers. Uh, so inspirational. So, I, you know, anybody this time next year, hopefully we will all be going to the ICC. I would strongly recommend business leaders uh, attend to get that experience. Well, I have to say, Louise, I completely agree. And I can't wait to, to go to some face-to-face events for anybody who's met me at events and know I'm very chatty and I love to meet business leaders. So I'm really looking forward to that. And just before we finish, um, we would love, just like to signpost you to one of the sessions that actually the three of us are doing jointly. So uh, on uh, the 17th of March at 11 o'clock, we're doing a workshop, which is called decisions, conversations and consequences. We'd absolutely love for you to come and join us at that. But with so much on offer, uh, just make the most of what's going on during the, the conference event. And we'll see you soon. The Askell Business Brunch. 